Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric. And I am Michael. And we are also joined by a third member tonight. I just warned yeah, Eric. We have a, another member of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there he is, <laughs> if, you can, <laughs> if you can hear him. Yeah. Yeah, so my... The baby. My, my little buddy said... Oh, he's so excited now. He's sitting in because uh, mom is working the night shift, so... And I couldn't get him down, so he's ready to party. So he's going to be hanging out with us. Ready to rock it with the Intel Saviors and crew. Yep, so depending on how how unruly he gets, the show might not be as long <laughs> as last one. We'll see. You're going to be, be good, right? One. You act up. I have to put you in the... I have to put you in... Well, I, I normally I'd say I'd put him in the closet, but my little recording studio is basically in there, so I have to go... Is the closet? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't put him in the closet. Oh, what are we gonna do, huh, kid? So, oh my God. So, what have you been up to, dude? This last week? Uh, working. Um, a couple of interesting things. Um, I bought uh, a new game. It's South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Ah, uh, my kid wants it. I I heard about some of the um, features. And for those that don't understand the title, it's actually like whole as in like a whole banana. But, you know, it's just a little play on words. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. Fractured butthole. <laughs> um, and it actually applies to like the story in the video game. So it's genius there too. But, um, like of course, you know, it's full of, uh, you know, gross humor and stuff like that, which is just right up my alley because I'm still a fucking child. Mm-hmm. Um that's why my 14 year old wants it. The opening. Yeah, exactly. The opening, um, you have to create your own character because you're the new kid in town mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, like, you know, you set up your hair and all this other stuff. So you make your character, and it's like, okay, choose your difficulty. Mm-hmm. And the difficulty is a slider. And the slider is from, like, a kind of. Uh, like a light skin tone mm-hmm. to dark, and it actually is your skin tone. The darker you go, the harder it is. <laughs> That's what my kid was telling me. I thought it was pretty funny. He's um, like, but then, as you're sitting there, like laughing your ass off about it, Cartman chimes in and he goes, Okay, this doesn't affect combat, only all other aspects of your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. So the, di- <laughs> the difficulty in the game is based off of the color of your skin. <laughs> I I saw uh, something on that, and I I didn't under- I thought it was like if you just played as like a black character, then it would make the game more difficult. But my kid was like, no, no, no. No, because, you have to choose it. He goes, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. He goes, the you when you do the difficulty setting, the harder the difficulty, the darker you get. <laughs> he said it makes it realistic you know because then you're you know how it is it's like uh you know yeah (laughs) it's it's a i mean i know it's like comedic and stuff but it's such a perfect like little social commentary Mm -hmm. it's i saw it i was crying because it was just just so awful yeah so true i i i guess i'm i'll probably break down and get it for him eventually but I don't know. Christmas is coming. But it's got a lot of other really good uh, stuff. Like, um, they all play, like, they're all playing pretend and they're all superheroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've seen the show. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Jimmy Vollmer, like the little handicapped kid mm-hmm. that's got the crutches. Uh, he's actually kind of like a Flash character in the game. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and he also like takes you from checkpoint to checkpoint if you find like fast travel points. And sometimes he'll like get you there really quick, and he'd be like, "All right, I got you here really fa fa fa." I got you here really fair. I got I got you here really fair. <laughs> so it's not really that fast. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's the little subtle things that just had me dying in that game. So I mean, clearly, like I said, it's it's for fourteen year old boys. But there's a lot of other humor in there. Like there's a mini game, um, where you actually you're trying to gather information from people mm-hmm. and. Uh, you're actually in uh, the champagne room in a strip club, and you have to like toggle your joysticks and twerk and stuff. Oh God, <laughs> it's fantastic! Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, I, I mean, it's not recommended for kids. It's rated M for a reason. You don't think it's good for like an eight-year-old? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. Okay, well, whatever. But if he watches South Park regularly, then, I mean, it's no different, really. Yeah, no shit. Now the kids love that shit. It's the same nonsense. It's, he loves it, too. He yeah, thinks it's great. Kids love it. <laughs> um, and then the other kind of nonsense thing is uh, my roommate got a cat, and it's still kind of like a kitten. Like, not quite adult, but not quite, like, tiny kitten. Mm-hmm. And that little fucker likes to jump on you like not like jump in your lap while you're sitting like you're standing and that fucker just jumps right on your chest you're like what the fuck are you doing you asshole that's because they get those lion instincts dude from fucking the jungle and stuff so 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 now i pretty much carry around a water bottle so anytime i see him i just squirt the shit out of him that's the best way to do it when they start getting where they're you know, jumping up on cabinets and stuff like that. You get a water bottle and just hose them down. That's usually the best way to handle them. So, well, yep. Let's see. That's my plan of attack. I um, the only thing I did really of substance this week, I guess, was I uh, supported our buddy Brad. He had his little listening party for his album, so. I went over to his yep. place and saw some old friends. Got to see our buddy Boggs and. I uh, got to see Andrew Derry, where if you guys, of course, he's been on the show a couple times, you don't remember oh, him. Shit. He does our intro for us. He's the voice you hear. And um, so, saw those guys. Um, they all, you know, they took turns. They played some songs and stuff. Brad ended up playing some songs off of his album. He did a couple songs with Boggs and then another one of his friends that he used to play with back in the day. Back yeah, in no, no, this was after White Troll. This is when he did solo stuff. Um, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, you know, it was like maybe 20, 25 people in and out, you know, over there and stuff. Just pretty much his best buddies and a couple family members and stuff. And then I saw one of our our buddies, his buddies, and our friend who listens to us, Will, showed up. And I was kind of disappointed because Will sent me a message on Twitter and said that, if he, you know, if I, if I made it there and stuff, he would show up in a, a dress for me and present himself for me. But he ended up showing up with some, some girl. She was pretty attractive, so I, I have to say he, you know, probably did better than if he was trying to do with, you know, trying to come there to, hook up with me and stuff. He probably outdid himself, yeah. but, uh, it's pretty good time. I mean. I got a copy of Bradley's album and stuff, so at the end of uh, the show, I'll throw on a track for everybody to listen to. I'll throw on the first track on it. It's um, so. Did you uh, like boo and yell Freebird? No, and shit like that. The kid, the kid evidently doesn't like the album. What's the matter, dude? Oh my God! What? Usually you're so. Oh, yeah, you're usually you're so well like behaved, and now you're gonna act like an ass on the podcast. This is not. This is not how you're supposed to introduce yourself to the podcast world. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Oh, I know. Happy. He's all pissed, man. He 
does not like being trapped in a he's closet not a, with daddy. He's not a fan of this show at all. <laughs> this show this already show out. sucks. It's like, well, I think it's because he knows eventually we might mention Trump. So he's like, oh, fuck you guys. I don't want to talk yeah, about that Yeah, he hears me yelling and cussing enough about it at home. That's why I don't watch the news and stuff anymore around him because then all I do is bitch and cuss. But, um, no, like I yeah. said, um, you know, like uh, I, we said last week, you know, if anybody wants to go check out Bradley's stuff, it's uh, Brad Wiley. His album's Phoenix. It's on iTunes. You know, like I said, go give it a shitty rating and comment. Tell them to suck a dick. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do it probably when I go load up uh, this episode. I'll throw a comment on there, so I'll practice what I preach. And if you assholes get on there to do that and you haven't left us one yet, you know, make it fucking happen, okay? Be our fucking buddies. We need all the support we can get. <laughs> we need all the help. We, we need the motivation to keep going. <laughs> so... <laughs> Lacking in the motivation. There's one other thing that um, last week, because we did most of the, you know, I did most of my rant and stuff on the Harvey Weinstein thing and, you know, talking about the other uh-huh. shit in Hollywood, yep. the pedophilia and all that stuff. And, you know, I mentioned the Corey Feldman interviews and stuff he did like, God damn, it must have been like 10 years ago where he was talking about this stuff. And I always go yep. on... Um, like before the weekends roll around, I'll look at like the club scene and like downtown Dallas or Fort Worth or something to see, you know, like what bands are coming through. See if there's, I mean, I never go, but I always look like if I see somebody, I'm going to drag my ass down there to see him on a Friday or Saturday night. But I'm old man, I'm too tired usually. And um, like Friday night, uh, Corey Feldman was actually playing in Dallas in like a small club I used to go to. You probably remember it called Club Dada. Holds maybe like four or five hundred people tops. Oh yeah, and uh, so he was playing with his yeah mm-hmm. club Dada. Yeah, I saw uh, the yeah. hunter there, and uh, so he was playing there with his little band. And man, I I almost wanted to go. I'm like, dude, I might be able to get a chance to get a to like talk to him for a second because it's such a small place. But they had it set up where like it was it's only like twenty bucks to get in, which I'm like, eh, it's not too bad, but he wasn't doing like any like appearance things. Like it was basically going to be show up and get the fuck out of there, but you could pay like an extra, like 75 bucks or something to do a meet and greet. I'm like, man, if I knew I could get that motherfucker to like talk to me for like 10 minutes where I could do like a mini interview or something for the show, I would definitely have done it. But the chances of that were about fucking between zero and fucking 0%. So I was like, I'm not going to fucking drive down there. I don't know. I mean, he's kind of out of the limelight, so he, you know, if you send something to his publicist, maybe he might be into it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's with all the shit going on now, like, it's funny because after I brought that up, I was reading some stories on um, a few other things, like Hollywood related. And it's funny because, like, everybody's mentioning um, Feldman now, like, oh, well, Corey Feldman and Haim and some of these other people called this shit years ago and people shit on him and called him crazy. And so he's probably getting some calls again now to talk about it. I wouldn't doubt. And, um, but one, not just that, the other reason I kind of brought it up again is, um, like, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things or if any of our listeners do on Netflix. Have you seen that? Okay. Of course. I mean, it's pretty solid. Like the new season, I think comes out like next week or something. And, um, but like the main kid in it, if you, if you do watch it, um, he's not the girl, but like the boy's kind of nerdy. Got glass. I mean, they're all kind of nerdy, but got glasses. Um, he's also in yeah. it. He was in uh, Stephen King's yeah. It. Um, oh no! What, yep. what is, oh fuck! It, what's his name, man? It's like a crazy name. Um, I have no idea. Well, um, so he's also in it. He was like um, the, the the kid with the most, like the potty mouth. They're all making overly sexual references constantly. That one. Um, so yep. there was a thing that came out. Like his agent is a guy named Tyler Grasham. I guess he's been in the industry for a fucking long time. And there was like three or four boys that came out and said that when they were younger and like young teens and stuff, like he, you know, would get them drunk and he like sexually assaulted them and stuff so that kid from stranger things dropped him as an agent and like he's being investigated now so that's what i was kind of getting as like you're gonna probably see more of that where it goes towards like these guys did stuff with kids and stuff you know 
So, and I just, I just thought that yeah. I was like, oh, well, there's one story. And then there's another like producer something that's in some shit. Now I saw a story on that. I didn't get the name on it. So you're starting to see more and more of this come out. So we'll see if Hollywood nips it in the bud or if it kind of turns into an epidemic of these fuckers getting thrown under the bus now. But I, I mean, hopefully it does. Hopefully it changes the culture and you know, that whole hush hush kind of thing you know where people are protected because of how much influence they have goes away mm-hmm. you know because uh i mean they i think i was on bill maher you know they they were like if it if it can happen in a powerful industry like this you know what's to prevent it from happening in another uh you know lower scale you know where somebody's making a minimum wage and stuff and it's like actually i mean yes certainly sexual harassment happens but mm-hmm. it's uh, in my professional career, it's extremely rare to find that kind of like quid pro quo uh, thing. Quid pro quo. Jesus. You got it. Um, <laughs> you know, like I in, in restaurants, it's pretty damn easy, you know, to do that because you work with these people nonstop and you're very kind of interactive with them. It's not like an office setting where you may not see somebody for an entire week kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I never had seen that ever, you know. And if there was even a whiff of it, it was a huge fucking investigation by corporate. Yeah. And if there was anything like the tiniest little shred, you're fucking fired, like immediately. So I don't know if it's like rampant in you know the the lower ranks of the working class kind of thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of it does go on. You know, there's always outliers and stuff, but not nearly to the extent of Hollywood. So I think uh, Bill Maher and his little group was kind of talking out of their ass when they were talking about that. I was like, "Ah, I don't know about all that. Sexual harassment, sure. But the whole actually molesting people? (laughs) No, I seriously, because you get get fired so fucking fast and you're out because in the typical American job, they don't give two shits about you. You are totally expendable. So even higher ups, they can be gone so fucking fast. Uh, it, it, I don't know, man. <laughs> it depends on, it depends on the c- kind of company and different things. Yeah, I think I, mean, I would of, say, I would say in the upper echelons, like when you're talking about CEO type level, yeah, yeah I don't think, that's probably more pervasive. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the more power and the more money the person has, the more shit they get away with because people are afraid of them. Oh, no doubt about it. And again, know. you know, just like with, Hollywood, you know, they they talk to a lawyer or whatever, and the lawyers are like, "It's gonna be tough to sell this because you don't have anything." You know, it's it's one of those things where it's difficult to nail that unless you have actual evidence. Um, so I I don't know, but yeah, I do hope that it does turn it around and changes the culture and it gets a little bit, you know, better for. Obviously, I guess <laughs> uh, young kids, and for the females, and even for some of the males. I mean, some of the males are talking about how they definitely, you know, have had issues as well. So I think it's just all around pervasive. Uh, Bill Maher did make a joke. I don't really pay attention to the right wing media because I think I would like lose all my hair if I did, because mm. um, <laughs> they drive me fucking bonkers. Uh, but he was talking about how they. Uh, we're going nuts over this, uh, the Weinstein case, because, you know, he, it's Hollywood, and they're supposedly all leftist, elitist yeah. liberals, you know? Um, and he was like, yeah, the remaining men at Fox News were outraged. <laughs> it's like, look, this, this kind of behavior permeates all sides. It's not really a partisan thing. <laughs> you know, it's, this has nothing to do with politics. It just has to do with douchebags with a lot of power who think that they can get away with anything doesn't matter yeah. if they're liberal or dem- or uh, Republican you know doesn't fucking matter yeah, it's amazing watching them I saw a thing the other night it, um, I think it was on MSNBC they're showing a clip of all the Fox News hosts you know shitting all over Weinstein and they kept you know like you said equating it with the left and the Clintons and you know and it's like dude you guys are at, I mean, I know it's 
political show and they want to politicize everything and the left's evil and that's the Fox moniker and they have to fucking do that 24-7. But it's like, you guys are Fox News. You just had to get rid of, like, what, three people because of that? I mean, yeah. and one of them was the guy who ran the the network yeah. and Rain Roger. The guy who ran the fucking there. network and then your largest anchor. <laughs> yeah. And then that uh, other spare, that Eric Bollert, he was exposing himself and stuff and he went on a leave oh, of yeah, absence right. and professed his, you know, oh, I did nothing wrong and you will prove it and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, two months later, he's out of a job. So I guess he wasn't able to prove it. Just like Bill O'Reilly. And then like that story yeah. came out just what, like yesterday or something, that Fox News with Bill O'Reilly pay, paid off one woman in a settlement $32 million. And then, yep. like, weeks later, re-upped his contract for four years. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, I mean, I get, that's the kind of shit with politics. I mean, it, whether it's on left or right, when you hear that kind of nonsense, the hypocritical bullshit, that's what kind of gets on my nerves. Uh, I mean, not like we're not somewhat hypocritical sometimes about certain things, but yeah. not just so blatantly like they are and everything they do. I mean, all politicians, it's like, you know, this is yeah. fine. I mean, I would say like, you know, when the Roger Ailes thing was going down and the Bill O'Reilly, like, you know, yeah, you know, it was the, oh, these fucking piece of shit, reprehensible men. Um but you know that there, there was that extra kind of icing on the cake that they were Republican douchebags, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but that wasn't like I don't. I mean, I I might I might be wrong, but I don't remember ever saying like, oh, it's because they're Republican is why they were fucking assaulting women. Yeah, it's like no, I I just think that they're douchebags. <laughs> yeah, just like Harvey Weinstein and any fucking liberal that decides that they can assault women or. Or children, you're a fucking douchebag. You know? Yeah, I never... Doesn't matter who the fuck you are and what your political position yeah, is. Yeah, it's not like... Oh, yeah, it's... I mean, it's... Whatever. It liberal, like Anthony Weiner, anybody, whether it's left or right, if they do that kind of shit, yeah, they're a piece of shit. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking take so much more joy in it when it's someone like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If it's Harvey Weinstein, I'm like... That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you get a little bit more glee out of them. their demise. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm not going to lie, yeah. but I'm not hypocritical about it. They're but, all pieces of shit, and it's not because of what who they vote yeah. for. They're just bad fucking people. There's bad people on the right. There's bad people on the left. Just like as much as we shit yeah. on Christians, guess what? They're a actually some good Christians. They're just not smart because they believe in nonsense, but they're still good people. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of my best friends are Christian. Yeah, same here. I mean, it, well, but, hell, Texas, just everybody. But there's, I've also met some other Christians that are just awful individuals. Oh, my God. And feel justified in their awfulness because of the scripture that they read. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I was going to say, they're interpreting it all wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's like, I, I've read a lot of that. I went to Bible school. Dude, I mean, you did too. You, you're a Christian up until your mid-20s or whatever at least. And I mean, when I was yeah. a kid, I was forced to go to school. I went to summer Bible camps and all that shit, you know. So I know the Bible. It's not like I don't have any clue what I'm talking about just because I'm, you know, I came to my senses, you know, at a young age. I still was infected, this, you know, by it for a while at least, <laughs> singing, you know, all the good songs about Jesus and all that shit. So. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's agnostics and atheists out there that are also pieces of shit. Oh, my God. Well, dude. Let's just put it this way. Most people are pieces of shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter color, religious that, yeah, background. That is, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Although, Christians are worse. <laughs> we'll just leave that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's that was one of the stats on like you know we went through the voting stats and stuff like the vast majority oh, of yeah, yeah. white Christians. I mean, it was like people what eighty percent of white people who people who think yeah, there should be no gay marriage who profess to be Christian voted for Trump. So it's like okay, yeah, so that's all that needs to be said. But it's they're always that way until well actually I take that back some of them do like exile family members and stuff yeah <laughs> but I mean but but some of them do change their mind 
Yeah, there's actually, I, I got a little bit of story. I only have a couple mini Trump things. Is You know, the goal of the show is to not do too much Trump stories. <laughs> but I got a couple just quick hitters and to try one of them kind of deals a little bit. Because we know that everybody hears it non-fucking-stop. Yeah, I talked to uh, Will just for a second about that over at the thing the other night and stuff because he was asking about the show and stuff. He's yeah, I thought you guys quit. He <laughs> did it for a month. I said, ah, just taking a break, man. I said, you know, the kid and trying to get my schedule, my new schedule in order and this and that. Oh, and uh, if we've all noticed, the whining stopped because the little man fell asleep. So I'm rocking like a fucking psychopath back and forth with him to keep <laughs> His debut was not going well. Started off very rocky. His podcasting fucking careers. <laughs> he's he's out now, so it's just not cut out for him, yeah. huh? So the next, so we should we should be clear selling for the next half hour. <laughs> God damn it! Oh man, I just there was there's some shit going on. There's one other thing that I saw today. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, on like. Like I said, when we did the whole gun thing, we came back out of Vegas. I'm like, I'm fucking no more gun stuff. As far as like bitching about things getting done because they won't. This is a gun story, but it's nothing to do like that. Like um, when Obama's in office, we talked about quite a bit, like the rise in um, all those militia groups. Like they went up like tenfold or more than that even. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, it was one of those things. You know, they use Hillary or Obama, and everybody's a boogeyman. So, you know, if they get in, they're going to take your guns, and then gun sales go way up. And since Trump got elected, originally, like, all the gun sales actually dropped quite a bit, you know, because they're not scared about Trump taking away their guns. So there was a little bit of a decline on it. But then there's been so much of this, like, nationalist white power and fucking these kind of like fascist little groups rising up you see because we're seeing more of it with like the charleston protests and stuff so gun sales are actually going back up again but this time it's not right-wing fuckers that are buying them it's now these left-wing activists yeah so this is (laughs) i thought this was interesting they said you know it's like a big thing now in response to like the white supremacist groups and the right-wing extremist groups like a lot of left-wing activist groups and stuff for now are kind of preaching the whole like hey you know we need to start stocking up on these weapons because all these other psychos on the right are so they said that um left-leaning gun groups uh have jumped like you know dramatically uh over since uh dickhead took over office uh that's that's president trump yeah i mean he's not my favorite but um you know it, it goes back to kind of the the whole crux of Bowling for Columbine with Michael Moore, where pretty much the running theme was fear. That's what drives gun sales. Yeah, I mean... Fear. And we see that every time there's a mass shooting, all the crazies on the fucking right run out and start buying up arms because they think, like, like nothing's happened. Like I said, nothing happened after a bunch of school children, like, first graders got shot. Nothing will ever happen. But yet, every time, like, even after Vegas, they're like, oh my god, now they're going to take our guns. Well, they're not... They're not smart. They don't think that nope. way. You know, they they don't. And not only that, but they they equate like a gun with freedom. Like if somehow you take away the gun, they have no freedom. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. And I mean, yeah, by comparison to other countries, we have a lot more freedom, quote. But do you have freedom? You know, like you have a lot of regulation there's a lot of things you can't do. You know, it's so why not have some smart gun control? It just doesn't make any sense. Like the hoops that you have to jump through to do the t- the easiest tiniest of things in America can take for fucking ever because of their antiquated old way of doing things. But buying a gun is like the simplest fucking thing ever. Yeah. It just, it seems totally Well, backwards. let's not change it, because you know, now the left the getting, left-wingers are starting to load up. Let them get their guns first. <laughs> yeah. Get, getting a driver's license, like, you know, that you have to go through testing. You have to go through this whole rigmarole mm-hmm. and all this stuff. You know, you have to take exams and 
eye test and blah, blah, blah. You know, if you change states and like I had where, um, my lien and my title, uh, for my car, it was all electronic. So I had to get my lien holder to electronically release it. And I had to jump through so many damn hoops because I sent them an email and I thought it was over. And then they sent me an email back like two weeks later saying, oh, you need to call us. So I called them and I thought it was over. And then I called them back after I'd got nothing. And they're like, oh, you need to send us a fax. I'm like, a fucking fax? Are you kidding me? So I send them a fax. (laughs) And then they call me back and they're like, oh, well, we need to know what DMV you want us to send it to because we can't send it to you personally. I'm like why the hell can't you send my title to me personally? So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I had to jump through all these damn hoops just to get my car title over to Minnesota so that I can get my tags and get it registered here. It's fucking ridiculous. And I'm like, the time that it took to get my car title, I could have bought a stockpile of guns. <laughs> like, easily. Well, could have bought a shitload of guns. Like, it doesn't make any after- sense. It's crazy. After you, well, instead of getting um, driver's licenses and car titles, you lefties need to go out and buy guns now. <laughs> um, jo- join some of these groups. <laughs> if you if you don't know which groups to join, I mean, not to break it down and segregate or anything, but they have the National African American Gun Association. Uh-oh. So you know, there's that one. If you want to join that, they've added. Uh, they've like added like 500 new members just since Charlottesville, they said, and they've expanded their chapters from four to 45. (laughs) Um, Then there's the National Liberal Gun Club, which has doubled its paid membership. And then this is my favorite, um, the LGBT-oriented Pink Pistols group. (laughs) So you can always always join that one as well. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty... Why does it got to be pink? (laughs) How's that? I didn't hear what you said, fool. I don't know. I'm a straight guy, and I I like pink. So well, you can do the you can do the. I think that you that's... can just do the liberal gun club. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to do that, I'm sure there's no, but I want the pink. Oh, well, I'm sure you could do that too. I mean, they'll probably let you in. I don't think it, they discriminate. They're just LGBTQ oriented. It says so. But if you're on with the cause, mm, dude, I'm sure okay. that they'll be happy to allow you. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They they won't care. They well, they shouldn't. I don't think. Yeah, I do like they. Not unless, what are they, they call us breeders, I think. Breeders? So. Bug chasers? <laughs> yeah, because we're straight. Isn't that what they're Because co- we're straight and we breed. Oh, sorry. I thought you are referencing old oh, show. That's their term for that, us. That old show that we did about bug chasers. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, because I remember when I was in Austin and I was hanging out with my, uh, sister's uh crew she has like an all-female crew at her fire station um and there's there's a few lesbians in there and you know we were all out like partying and stuff and i I can't remember how it came up she's like oh but you're a breeder and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) she's like you're straight i'm like oh it's like all right yeah no those those chicks are awesome we were all sitting down at a patio and some douchebag with like a jacked up truck came by and it was all like loud as fuck and annoying everybody that was out on the patio. And when he got to the stop sign, he had his windows rolled down, you know, and it got quiet a little bit because the engine wasn't revving. And she just stands up and screams, I'm sorry about your penis. Oh my God. Because, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the, the stereotype that men that have big trucks and all that stuff have a tiny winger. Because they're compensating. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. They just fucking give her crazy eye. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, bitch, but I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> kind of looked over. Yeah. Guarantee if he got out of the car, he probably had like an open carry pistol. Like, yeah. No shit, I'm man. I'm a man. Yeah, be careful nowadays. <clears throat> yeah, I get that. I get that road rage sometimes. It, it's like, oof. They're firefighters. They don't care. They're fucking crazy as it is. So, man, talking about that. Um, I mean, since I don't have names and too much information, I guess I could talk about this. Since the wife came home and told me, so like her first full night on the job, um, 
like she came home she's like oh she goes i got so many stories to tell you i'm like i bet you do <laughs> you know like i gotta go to work because like she's Uh-oh. coming in as i'm leaving and she's like we had five gunshot victims last night <laughs> she goes let me tell you about this one she goes so this guy him and his girlfriend got in a fight over their kid he was trying to get the kid from her or something i don't know exactly the whole ins and outs of it but since he was fighting with his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend um i guess it got out of hand and so evidently she's a prostitute and she called her pimp because he was harassing her and her pimp showed up and shot him (laughs) damn i was like so this is what this job's going to be like. <laughs> You're going to get this all the time. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, man. This ain't the VA no oh more. Oh, my God, I'm telling you. All she had to deal with there was like homeless fucking vets coming in and shooting heroin up and stuff in the rooms. You know, that was like about as bad as it got. So I'm like. Yeah, because they're all addicted to opioids. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, her first night she had five gunshots and then she her second full night was just the other night she got home i said so i go any more gunshots tonight she's like uh yeah we only had one tonight though i was like oh okay so it's off night we're doing good then she goes yeah the girls the girls told me that just expect to have probably about one every night at least so this is one city you know and and in america i mean granted it's a slightly larger one but just think about that there's at least and this is one hospital and you know there's multiple hospitals in the area and this is just one hospital and they're saying yeah you're going to see a couple gunshot victims every night in one city like a upper mid-level city in one hospital in that city yeah <laughs> every night so just extrapolate that out you know over the course of 50 states and you know, major cities in every state and multiple hospitals in those cities. And just think about that. So guns are good. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. Oh man. Guns are bad. Okay. <laughs> it ain't fucking good, man. Oh, let's see. Jesus Christ. I don't really have a ton, but I don't know if you got anything else or we can kind of just, touch bases on a couple of these little Trump things. I got a couple quick hitters to kind of go over, and that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, I guess we can talk about Trump a little bit. <laughs> I've been so out of the that loop fucker. this week, man. On the, I've had shit going on, it seems like, fucking every night and something. So I've, Well, you know about the spat that he had with uh, the congresswoman and then the... Uh, Subsequent widow of a uh, Green Beret fallen hero. Yeah, that's something I wanted to... That was actually one of the things I just wanted to touch base on. Because, like, I don't mind the fact that he's... I mean, he's a terrible president. He doesn't fucking give a shit. Like, Puerto Rico. It's been over a month since Puerto Rico got hit by the hurricanes. And uh, I think they said only, like, 18% of people in puerto rico have power still and only like 70 percent have clean water after a month and i know there's logistical issues and everything but that's so ridiculous with the amount of uh money that we have and the military forces that we have and the engineering corps and everything else that's 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 a fucking travesty and he's barely said anything about it other than arguing with like the mayor of san juan you know, calling her nasty. Yeah. Um, it It's pathetic. And then you see something like this where, you know, you had those four um, Marines die. And I, you know, it's like, like I said, he he comes out and me, he makes. Oh, they're Marines. With, oh, with the Army, Army, right? My bad. Um, I thought they were Army. Yeah, I think you're right. They're Army. Um I'm just so used to the fucking Marines. It's always the fucking Marines. Send the Marines in. They're expendable. Um, so, 
and like I said, I, and I've said this before, like it, being in the military myself, I don't really care about the whole politics, like the whole, oh, we got to support our troops and stuff. It's like, it's all bullshit. It's just, you know, it sounds good for politics. And the fact that he's kind of like out yeah. of the loop and doesn't seem to give a shit. I don't mind that because it's better than faking it. Like I think every other president does <laughs> when these things happen. You know, it's like, you really don't give a shit. Because if you did, you'd pull our fucking troops out of there and you wouldn't have them there. You know, like when Bush is talking, Bush is going to the aircraft carrier and telling all the troops how much he loves them and supports them and this and that. And what a great job. They're just like, well, no, because you sent them to a fucking war with a country that didn't do anything to us. And now we're losing tens of thousands of men. Yeah, if we, and we've talked about it before, if we actually gave a shit about the troops, we would take care of them. Yeah, And I'm like... So I, but we I don't. don't care that he ignores it, basically. I'd rather him because this is what happens when someone kind of calls him out for it. Like, dude, these soldiers died and you've said nothing about it. Oh, okay. Well, let me stroll out here. And I'm going to give a speech on how I hand, write, and call every fucking family that has a soldier die. Well, that's a lie because they pull the records on it and stuff and he hasn't done that. So he lied, of course. Imagine that. And Yeah. Yeah, and then he feels like he has to make a call, and then he does it, and he calls her up, and he's like, hey, your husband knew what he signed up for, so, you know, you're good with this, right? That he's dead. (laughs) It's okay. You're going to get by. (laughs) Like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, yeah, that's true, but you don't fucking say that to try and console a widow. That's Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know. Like, I say that. Like, yeah, he's a soldier. He signed up for the job. Like, yeah, we get it. But you don't fuck... Like, as just a human being, you don't fucking say that to somebody who just lost a loved one. That's fucking psycho. Yeah, as a human You're being. fucking psychopath. You don't. That's where... You stop right there. Yeah, it's just... That's, that's common sense. Like, it... You meet somebody on the street and you find out that their loved one died. You treat them totally different. If you have any kind of decency in your or in your fucking bones, it's just it's ridiculous. And it's like you said, it's just a total piece of shit. Yeah, and they do know that. It's like any time, if you don't understand that when you sign for the military, you're not too fucking smart. I mean, you're going into the military. They fight wars. That's what the military's job yeah. is. So. That's an understood thing. It's like you said, but as president, you don't fucking say that. Like, I've said that on the show before. We've talked about these fucking idiots re-upping to go fight in Afghanistan and stuff. I'm like, why would you do that? Get the fuck out. I mean, if you're signing up to do that and you go over there and get shot, you you do know what you're signing up for. I don't really feel super sorry for you because you're over there fighting a bullshit war. You're protecting opium being smuggled in this country by our fucking government most likely not confirmed but yep. probably uh we're a rock yeah you know the people who conspiracy theories started from me <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, the people who signed up to go back to iraq after we knew for a fact they had nothing to do with anything with 9-11 it's like if you go over there and get killed it's like okay sorry but not sorry because why would you want to go fight in a bullshit war for uh, based on lies and stuff when you know for a fact so i don't know i mean i feel yeah i just it's it's uncon and then so like you said that congresswoman was with her i guess when he called so she heard it she was in the car and um like they're on the way to to get the guy's body like she was going to pick up her husband's body when dickhead called her yep she was going to claim the body and um so the congresswoman heard it and was like appalled by it. I mean, how can you not be like, I can't believe this motherfucker just said this. So she, of course, says this happened. Oh, she's a fucking liar. She's making shit up. She's crazy. She's just trying to be political and start shit. No. Then the the wife of the veteran, um, his name was uh, Le- David Johnson. Uh, she comes out and says, no, this that's what fucking happened. So then Trump basically, he doesn't call her a liar straight out. He's just like, well, I talked to her and I never said that. And I said this and I said this. So basically just, he didn't say, hey, she's a lying bitch. He just contradicted her. But basically. Yeah. You know, (laughs) 
which is for him, I have to give him credit because usually he's very blunt. I'm surprised he didn't just come out and say, that black bitch is a line gun, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the way he is. <laughs> like, I just expect to be just vulgar and, and super insensitive, but at least he was smart enough to kind of skirt around it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll give him that much, but God damn, dude. And then he, and then he deflects to his favorite whipping boy, Obama. Yeah. Obama didn't give a shit about the vets or the families. I mean, you could find a million pictures of him attending Obama didn't call everybody. funerals and, you know, hugging widows and consoling them and stuff and probably not telling them, hey, your husband, yeah, he kind of deserved it. I mean, he did sign up for this. So, you know, fuck him. But what are you doing later? Yeah, and then sends Kelly out there to fucking, like, defend his honor. Yeah, that dude... And then Kelly just pulls, like, the dumbest fucking move ever. Yeah. And then just invents a rule <laughs> that, that somehow the call between a president and a widow of a fallen <laughs> soldier is somehow sacred, and nobody's allowed to listen, even if it's on speakerphone. Yeah, I guess not. You should plug up your ears and go, la, 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 la. Because it's apparently a sacred conversation. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> It's like it's not like this woman was like, "Hey, l- let me talk to him. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. I want to hear what yeah, he says." No. Like, no, she didn't like fucking get an FBI agent and like tap the phone line and like listen in on the conversation. <laughs> it's like she was just fucking in the car, being the actual decent human being, <laughs> you know, helping out this fucking widow, a pregnant widow, mind yeah. you. Well. <laughs> And then she calls Trump out for being a piece of shit, which he is. And it's somehow her fault? Because <laughs> she shouldn't have been listening to the conversation. I guess not, man. Evidently that... <laughs> it's crazy. Evidently that... The, it's fucking the crazy. The widow shouldn't have been listening either. Isn't it? Christ, man. <laughs> right. But no, I just... I just it's so not... And- I just think that that sums up quite a bit that no Republicans really came out and were like, you know, spoke they have up no or spine. said anything. They have zero spine. I mean, they love the troops so much, dude. Oh, they love the troops and everything else. These, but These fucking Republicans are fucking spineless pieces of shit. Plain and simple. It, and it's, even though he's not my favorite and I still don't fucking like him, even though he's been more level-headed recently since he got a fucking tumor in his melon, uh, but at least John McCain has been, it's like ever since he found out he had that fucking thing in his head, he's started to actually act like a, a human, you know? I mean, he's he voted against the fucking health care uh, uh, repeal bill. Um, he's calling Trump out, like, you know, about this kind of shit. He was on some morning show the other day, and he didn't say Trump, you know, specifically, but he was talking about how every time we have wars, we send our lowest income people, the poorest people, and how the system's rigged. So, and this is what he said, and I thought it was hilarious because it's all Trump. He goes, you know, for that rich people can go out and pay to find a doctor that'll say that they have bone spurs so they can get the firms to get out of going to the military. It's like, I wonder who he's talking about. Who got out of the military with bone spurs <laughs> in their foot? Oh, yeah, that's right. That The fat piece of shit. Pussy ass Trump. Who, who can go out and play fucking golf three times a week now, but he couldn't serve in the military in his 20s. Yeah. That's fucking. Such a man. Oh, fucking, I hate him so much, dude. It's, I I mean, I've always, and this isn't a new thing because anybody that's listened to the show knows that we were shitting on Trump five years ago, way before he was even running for president. So, you know. Yep. We're we're ahead of the game on this very first, which I got to come up with that pretty soon because we're coming up at the end of the year, Dick of the Year, very first Dick of the Year winner back in two thousand is twelve, Donald fucking J Trump. <laughs> Go look that up, bitches. <laughs> so, nah, he's he's not getting it's any true. better. He's just he's no compassion. He's just just a fucking horrible human, man. Let's see, I had one. One more little thing I wanted to bring up. Um, this is just like a real quick hitter. I thought this was awesome. Um, just remember, like, 
Trump's not getting any ma- major legislation done. I mean, all he's done is sign executive orders. You know, the thing he called Obama out for, saying Obama is a terrible leader. All he could do is do executive orders, even though Trump signed like 50-some already, um, which is like twice yeah. as many as Obama ha- did by this time in his presidency. But the one thing he is doing and people have to realize, him and the Republicans, they... When Obama's in office, I mean, everybody knows the Supreme Court justice. They fucked him on that, and they held that open. But not only that, but there was literally over 100 federal judgeships that were available that he, he they never let Obama fill. So they're filling them like crazy now under Trump. So the federal court system is being remade, and that's where the power is. It's not just, you know, everybody thinks, oh, Congress passes law. Yeah. Do these judgeships... This is local, man. This is where your local, like these abortion things and stuff like that, you know, that affect women. This is where this shit gets passed, and then it gets fought and fought and fought all the fucking way up. So they're just filling the court with fucking psychos. I need to start doing a thing on this. We need to start doing a segment because about once every couple weeks, there's a story come out about another judge that they're trying to put in office about how fucking awful he is. Like they did a guy like a month ago that wrote like a some right-wing blog and he just had all kinds of hot sports opinions and stuff. I mean, he was so unqualified to be a judge. And there's one that they're trying to put through now. His name's Jeff Mateer. And um, like I said, he's a federal judiciary nominee that Trump's put forward. And this is some quotes by him. He said, um, he's he, he loves certain people. Uh, he said, guess what? I attend a conservative Baptist church. We discriminate, all right. On the basis of sexual orientation, we discriminate. Does that mean I can't be a judge? In some states, I think that's true, unfortunately. So this is um, audio, and you can actually find the audio of him saying this. He is doing an interview. And um, I think Vice News is the one. They found some speeches he did, and they pulled that from him. So this asshole has been nominated... Um, he was an attorney general in Texas, imagine that, and Trump nominated him to uh, the district court like of, uh, like eastern in the eastern district of Texas for a federal judgeship, and so he's super fucking anti-gay. Um, here's another one of the quotes he made. He said that um, he ought, well, he's also argued that same-sex marriage is unconstitutional, that marriage equality is a challenge for Christians, and that transgender children are part of Satan's plan. <laughs> and uh, there's been a f- huh. there's been a couple conservatives come out and say that yeah, I don't think we need to nominate this guy, but it looks like he's going to pass through with all Republican votes. So that's. Just so people understand, that's what's going on. Like, we never hear this on the news because they're always talking about fucking Russia or, you know, the shit with the service member, this stupid shit he says in these phone calls and stuff. I mean, granted, it's character flaws and there's other issues. I mean, it's some of it needs to be put out there. But these are the things that are really going to affect people and affect things that are happening behind the scenes now that the Republicans are getting done. And yeah. you never hear about him. So we're going to have fucking Satan's plan as a federal fucking judge here pretty soon. So. Yeah. The the uh, whole, you know, speech where he talked about how, you know, he, he liked gays and stuff, you know, back in the, uh, when he was finally nominated as the Republican nominee for president. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the gays. You know, I, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> when he professed that he wasn't going to go after them and stuff. Yeah, about that. I mean, well, the first clue should have been that Pence was his running mate. <laughs> you think? That should have been the first clue that, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> Mr. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking so, Pence. So basically what they're doing with the jury system is they're doing just like they did with gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fixing the game. That's You know, that's a, that's a good way to put it. That's exactly what they did. They with... They had the majority in Congress, so they withheld letting any of Obama's nominations even get to the floor for a vote. So, like I said, they held hundreds of fucking seats open on the floor on the federal courts, and now they're just they've got full control, and they're just just this motherfucker like this, and just people just as bad and worse than him even are just getting 
just seats on the federal court. They're just getting filled left and right. And I guarantee you, man, that's the one thing they'll get done in this four years of Trump. They'll probably fill almost all those damn seats. So you're going to have the majority of the federal courts are going to be full of these people. And then, you know, the next time we get a Republican president, all these guys that have had been in office in these lower level federal courts, they'll be the ones taking the steps up to the the next level. And then they'll be your next Supreme Court, just like a Gorsuch. Psychos like that, dude, is going to just be filling all the benches. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's... It's what it is, man. That's what I keep saying. I got to get these kids through high school. Then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this place is, this place is going downhill <laughs> fast. It's going down, man. It's fucking going oh down. Oh my god. Fuck it. We've we've only got three years and what two and a half months ago, something like that. <laughs> I don't even know now. Three months. Yeah, you're you're assuming that he won't be reelected. Uh, yeah. I mean, looking at the latest the latest poll numbers. He only has a 55 disapproval. 55% disapprove. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. How is that possible that only 55% of Americans disapprove? Yeah, I saw that too. It was what? a shocker. Huh? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. That is insane. Just... And then I think it was the, the number that didn't surprise me and i actually thought it should have been higher as well but it's still pretty impressive was that 45 percent believe that he's going to go down as the worst president in history (laughs) yeah so it's more or less like the 55 that disapprove are a huge majority of people that really fucking hate him and then there's other people that are like oh whatever and then his like little thirty percent base that loved the shit out of him, no matter what fucking turd sandwich he pulls I out. I know I've made the joke and we like you just said it there, like, oh, we don't know he's not gonna get reelected. I honestly think that anybody the Democrats run will beat him as long as it's not someone named Hillary Clinton. I think she was really the only candidate that he could have beat last time. And um I know she wants to blame Bernie and the process and everything like in her fucking book which i never talked about i just i got i she blamed bernie oh she made yeah she dude she's how the fuck you if anything they should be blaming her for how they all fucked up and put her in the nominee i know i do i i almost brought it up in the first show we got back but i'm just like i don't even want to talk about her i'm just she I'm like I, I was reading the quotes from her book and listening to her on some of the shows and some of the shit she said. I'm like, this is why I fucking hate her. This is why I didn't want to vote for her. I just did it because she was up against Trump, the worst fucking human on earth. I'm like, it's the. Uh, I just I'm not gonna get fucking into it. I'll just get frustrated. Yeah, it's the only reason I did. That's for sure. Yeah, I just goddamn it. I'm just uh, uh, so frustrated with her. But yeah, I I think that any <laughs> any Democrat. Well, that's, I guess in you know. So we'll see, but I, I think we're okay. But the only problem is, it's like how quality of a Democrat you're going to get and how many seats can they take here in the midterms. And if they don't take a lot of seats back in the midterms and start making the House and Senate closer, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. we got to start closing that gap for sure. Yeah. But that's about all. That's all I got, man. It's pretty light on my end. We still went a fucking hour. Yep. I don't know how we did it. And baby... Calm down. He took first fifteen minutes or so. Man, it was he was out of control. <laughs> he cooperated there at the end for us. So it's getting crazy. Good job, little buddy. Glad you finally shut the fuck up. <clears throat> Alrighty, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, sure. Check out our Canadian brethren at Podblocked. E guys, what's up, Holzers? Seven four two Evergreen Terrace. And yeah, I I specifically did that cat story for Joe because I know that his wife has been like nagging him to get a cat. I love um, cats. Cats are superior so to dogs. Hopefully he can hopefully he can go and tell her this story about this fucking shitty cat that won't stop jumping on ah, people. That's one cat, man. And be like <laughs> train you train him early. I know, I'm just saying he he can use that as Uh-oh. ammo to not get a cat. Oh, are you trying to? W- there it is. Oh, are you, are you trying to um, say show's over? 
I, I think baby is. His, Baby's calling it. His little eyes just open up. <laughs> just looked at. <laughs> All righty, oh, folks. No. Have a good one. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to go put this one down. Oh, my God. Kids. You need to have one, Eric. They're awesome. Nope. <laughs> All right, guys. That, we're going to shut this down. Stay tuned. I'm going to throw on uh, one of Brad's tracks you guys can listen to. Again, go to iTunes. Check it out. He's our boy. Go to Twitter. Follow us at the Intel Savers. You can follow us on Facebook. Same thing, Intellectual Savers. Comment. Leave some fucking shit for us to read or pictures or whatever. We don't care. Whatever. We love you guys. Suck my dick. All right, I'm done. <laughs> If I could take a picture of a moment And keep it in my head when you're away It would be the times you run into my arms Little one, I will never let that go If I could live a life just in that moment promise I would die a happy man Oh, in that moment you can never see me for anyone other than a perfect soul Lord knows I ain't a perfect man But I try to be one just for If I learn a thing or two about these moments It's to cherish everyone and hold on tight Oh, they don't stay little forever And you never know when this life will let you go Lord knows I ain't a perfect man But I try just for you oh, By the time I finally get to you And you open up my heart And make me feel recharged And I'm gonna sing Take that feeling home